Hello, Landmark. Love you all. Happy Resurrection Day. If you have your Bible, Luke chapter 24. Because of time, I'm going to shorten my reading up. Look at verse 3, if you would, please. Christ has given His life for our sins. Amen? Placed Him in the tomb. As He promised, He rose again. Salvation is based upon three things. His death, His burial, and His resurrection. If He didn't raise, you and I wouldn't have nothing to put our faith in. Amen? He's just someone that did a great act, but He's dead. But thank God he's not dead. Amen? Amen. Because of that, he can be a Savior. Remember, uh, we celebrate uh, Christmas as a Savior is born. A Savior is a deliverer. The bottom line is we're all born sinners. If Christ don't become your deliverer, then you will face God with your sins and you'll be cast into a real place called hell. Christ stepped in, amen, to die to make the payment for your sin so you wouldn't have to pay it yourself. So if you look here in verse 3, they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Thank God he ain't there. Look at verse 6. He's not here. They said that clearly. But he is what? Just like he promised. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Now, you know, it's crazy how you can remember things when it's too late. You know, we find that the rich man remembered a lot of things in hell, but it was too late. Samson remembered some things, but it was too late. Achan was reminded of some things, but it was too late. Don't let that happen to you. You've heard this message many times, and you still sit here lost as if everything's fine. Christ can be your Savior, but you've got to invite him in. That's that simple. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. We've read it. You know it. But hell's full of folks that didn't do anything with it. Here's what he says in verse 23. Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Why do we need a Savior? Because sin's got a penalty. Death. Eternal death. See, the idea is you're here physically, but your spirit's dead if you're not saved. That you can't worship God unless you worship Him through your spirit, but your spirit's dead. That's why Nicodemus had to be taught you must be born again. Salvation is not good works. It's not something you can buy or earn. It's a gift to receive. My goodness, you ought to be glad because we have no righteousness. The Bible says our righteousness are filthy rags. So how am I going to get there? Christ imputes. That means He gives. He favors you. When I have nothing, He said, I've got what you need. Well, how can I get with you? At the cross. Meet me at the cross. That's where I made a payment for your sin. Amen. That's when God said, hey, I'm satisfied. Go look at the tomb. I'm not there. God says, I accepted the payment. I am satisfied. Whosoever will, let him come. Easter is not just a date on a calendar. Uh, It's a resurrection day that every born again believer gets to enjoy. Not just one day of the year, but every day you and I take breath. Thank God he's still risen. He still intercedes. He's still Lord. Amen. And you and I can walk with him in victory. Why? Because he is victory. He's the Lord. He's 
triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. If you don't know him, you got to go the same way I did. Heaven's got a door, John 10. Jesus is the door. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I'm trying to keep this simple. Your bellies are growling. Listen, let's get it settled this morning. Amen. Amen. He's not in the tomb. Where's he at? He's on the right hand of the Father. What What is he doing? He's pleading. He wants you to come. Well, who is it that's knocking on my heart's door? The Holy Spirit of God. There's a triune God, the Father. Son and the Holy Spirit. For you to get saved, it takes the word preached. It takes the pricking of the Holy Spirit of God. And then it takes you to say, yes, Lord, come in. I'll give you my sins if you'll give me your righteousness. God says a deal, amen. Where was it made? Right there on the cross. Why? For you and for me. But you know what? Hell's full of folks that heard what you're hearing right now. Walked out the church doors and said, I'll get there. No, only one way. Jesus is the way. Bible tells you now in verse 3, they entered in. Verse 6, he's not there. Bible get, continued to tell us various things. The good news is simply this. Our Lord arose from the dead. Amen. Bible tells you and I, our life can be changed because of that. Bible tells you and I, we can be impacted. Heaven or hell, you got to choose. Bible tells you and I throughout the Bible, there's an invitation that comes to every one of us. Matter of fact, Romans says man's without excuse. There's nobody in hell that says, I didn't, no one knocked on my door. Yes, he did. He didn't whisper in my heart. Oh, yes, he did. I didn't hear the message. You heard it repeatedly. You've heard it bukus of times. You keep procrastinating. Hell's full of folks and you'll be there next. Well, preacher, that ain't good for you to say that. I've got to tell you, I wouldn't be a very good preacher if I want to tell you all, pray about it, think about it, you know, no big deal. You're not promised another day. Today's the day of salvation. I'd get it settled. Jesus is alive. Bible tells you in Romans 8, 34. It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Thank God the law cannot condemn us anymore because the Bible says Christ fulfilled the law. Thank God we don't have to be guilty. God is for us, for God so loved the world. Gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Bible tells you in John chapter verse 15, chapter 15 verse 13 that he gave his life for you. Hey listen, when you couldn't go to him, thank God he came to us and settled it on Calvary. Listen, there's no reason for you to leave here lost. The tomb's empty. The invitation is for you to come. What do I bring with me? All have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through who? Jesus Jesus Christ our Lord. There's a gift on the table. Man, I like to think about, you know, we had a breakfast, or you all did. Man, that table spread with stuff. Take your pick, it's yours. There's a table of grace. There's grace and mercy and long-suffering and goodness and all sanctification. Everything is for you. I can't afford it. You're not getting it. It's paid for. There's a table for you. There's a chair for you. Come and sit and enjoy the favor of God. The Bible tells you and I that God is love. Then he reminds you and I in John 3, 18. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins. The just for the unjust. Y'all get that? Right. Amen. He was the perfect lamb without sin, but yet he bore my sin and your right. sin. Right. 
Bible says the just for the unjust, he tells you and I, that he might bring us to God. The Bible says you and I are like sheep. Study it. It's not a good picture. Sheep are blind. They're dumb. They'll fall to anything and everybody, even to their destruction. So it's nothing to say, whoa, I'm a sheep. No, shh, don't tell nobody. You need a shepherd. God's heart broke for Israel because they wandered about from one God to another and he said, I want to be your shepherd. A shepherd takes care of his sheep. If one's in trouble, he goes and helps them. God said, hey, I want to help you, Israel, but you won't come to the shepherd. He's telling you and I as Gentiles or whatever we are that you can come to me through the cross and I want to be your shepherd in life. He tells you and I there's only one man that can bring us to God. It's Jesus being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the Spirit. That's all right there in Romans chapter 5, verse 6. He tells you and I in 1 Peter 3, 18, for Christ also hath once, one time did he die. Amen. Old Testament repeatedly. Amen. Death of animals and so forth to appease for one year. But the idea, he says, I came one time. Bible tells you and I in this verse of a, 1 Peter 3, 18, for Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Here's my first point. Jesus is alive, or you could say he's in business, and you have hope if you'll give your heart to Christ. Amen. Second thought is this. We are forgiven. We can be eternally secure. Amen. Listen, God can't forgive me. Listen, he's already died for you. You Presistently, you are forgiven. As far as what God's concerned, your payment's been made. Only thing's lacking is you on this side of eternity. God said, I've been satisfied over here. Man's got a way. But you got to humble yourself and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. That's what the Bible says. All have sinned and come short. You got to accept the payment, the wages of sin and death. I don't want to die and go to hell. God steps in and says, you don't have to. Jesus already paid for him. Well, how do I get that on me? By faith. With a heart, man believeth unto righteousness. So when you give him your heart, God moves in. Take that which is dead and quickens it. Take that which has separated you and covers it with his blood. He brings you into fellowship with his son. Thank God you can be saved forever. If you'll give him your heart Amen. here this morning. Bible said the tomb's empty. He's not there. Bible tells you and I he's alive. Bible says you and I can be forgiven. All through the word of God. 1 Timothy 2.6, Bible. Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. I mean, the moment you and I accept Christ, we become children of God. Amen. Whoa, you can't beat that. You're adopted into the family. Everything that's his is now yours. When he comes back and reign, we come back with him. When they see him in his lordship, we'll be there with him. We're part of his body. He's the head and we're the body. And once Christ calls us out at the rapture or through death, that's it from the body. Hey, listen, if you're here without Christ, tell me what the Bible says about you when you die. You're in hell. I mean, I ain't real smart, but I'm smart enough to figure this out. If I give my heart to Christ, I miss hell and go to heaven. I don't even have to pray about that one. I mean, if I got to choose between heaven and hell, and Jesus is the way to heaven, 
It'd be one thing if he said, all right, now listen, you're going to have to die for your sins. And I just don't know if you got it in you to be risen. If we find any sin in your life, you're going to have to stay in the grave. Well, listen, don't even look. I'm a sinner. I'm doomed. But Christ came and performed an act of love before I even loved him. Amen. Romans 5, 8, but God committed his love. Listen, when you wasn't thinking about him, thank God he was thinking about you. When you couldn't make a payment, he stepped up and knocked it out of the ballpark. I think it's harder for you to go to hell than it is for you to go to heaven. You got to say no repeatedly. You got to walk out of here repeatedly and say, well, I felt it, but I ain't going to do it. Heaven is full of folks that didn't have anything to offer but this. Here's my sins, Lord. Cover them with the blood of your son and give me your righteousness. Now listen, for you and I to say that, Marcus, we have to humble ourselves. Ain't no strutting your stuff in heaven. You didn't do anything other than receive a gift. Ain't no streets named after you up there. All your trophies stay down here, but now what you do for the Lord, you'll be rewarded for. And I think that's a pretty good deal too. Salvation's free for us, but he paid it. So when we talk about, you know, the resurrection day, it's part of the gospel. Thank God he died, but a lot of folks died and they stayed in the grave, but he was without sin and yet paid the payment of our sin so we could be set free. Anybody want to hold my mule while I go and shout? That's good news. Amen. Right. Bible tells you and I we're forgiven. Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, all we got to do is confess our sins. We confess and he's faithful just to... Man, I don't know why in the world we sit here like a knot on a log. Like who are we? You're lucky to wake up in the morning. By the way, whose air are you breathing? Right. Amen. Preach it, brother. Who watches over you? You died last night for about 10 hours. Somebody woke you up. I did that. No, you didn't. A lot of folks went to sleep and didn't wake up. You might not know them. You might not read about it. This crazy. Thousands of people die every second and go out into eternity. Bible says we're going to live forever. John 10, 28. I give unto them eternal life. Well, preacher, how long does this thing last? Forever. See, that, that's, we're eternal beings. Now, your body's not. That's why you brush your teeth and your hands when you get older. You go to the doctor. Before you ever go to the airport, you got to say, I got metal about everywhere, pal. That thing's going to be like a Christmas tree when I go through. Why? You're trying to stay here longer, but the bottom line, you're on your way out. I hope you make it a few more years, but the bottom line is, you're on your way out. You're heading towards eternity. I don't want to think about it. Think about it. Look in the mirror. What used to be black is now gray. Amen. You used to run out to the mailbox and run back. Now you call your grandkid and say, would you care to pick up the mail, mail when you stop by? I haven't been out there in three days. The mailman's beeping his horn, but I can't go out. We're dying. Amen. Hey, you're heading towards eternity somewhere. You're not as bad as you think you are. You're this far from going to heaven. Unbelief's a real thing. Well, I'll, one of these days, no, hell's full of folks. Just kept procrastinating. Life's better when you have Christ. When you get saved, the quantity's tremendous because it's eternity with him 
everlasting life. But Brian, the quality of life right here on earth better. I think better. I'm a better person because God's quickened my spirit. He lives in me. Man, I tell you, something happened when he turned the lights on. Something happened when I received the gospel and it quickened me, made me think different. Man, I look back and think, whoa, thank God. That's under the blood. Why? I know what I've done. He knows what I've done. But God says, you're not guilty anymore. You're heading somewhere. And you got to decide where you want to end up. He said, I give them eternal life. That's a promise. John chapter 10. He tells you and I in 2 Corinthians 5, 8. We are confident, Paul says. Don't live like those that are ignorant. We are confident. That's what Paul says. Absent from the body. Are you with me? Willing rather to be absent from the body is to be present what? With the Lord. Every believer that dies in Christ is precious. I've never seen him. I live by faith. I felt him. I read about him. He speaks to me through his word. I'm telling you, it's precious when God speaks to us. But one of these days, I'm going to see. Psalm 116 says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the righteous. Amen? Those that are his. I've been by the bedside of many of them who left with their hands up, left with tears in their eyes. It was kind of a personal thing between them and God. And I'm telling you what, I just witnessed it. The idea is he loves you. For Christians, there is a resurrection and a life. Our bodies one day will be changed. Aren't you glad? From perishable to imperishable. In substance, our bodies will be like Jesus, not limited by time, space, or matter. Heaven will be our eternal home. It's an eternal city of God. It's compared to a beautiful bride, Revelation 21, 9. Because it is the eternal home for God's beloved people. John chapter 14, don't he say, I prepare a place for you. If I go, I'll come again. Thank God there's a place where you and I will dwell for eternity. Right. You gotta be in the family to see it. Yes, sir. Bible tells you and I, you can face tomorrow because Jesus has risen from the grave. See, every day's a resurrection day. I mean, God is satisfied. Christ is interceding. The eternal spirit's in us. Bible says, behold, God is my salvation, Isaiah. I will trust, be not afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength, my song. He also has become my salvation. The idea is, I need him in the battles I face today. I need his principles and the way I live. Listen, thank God my sins are under the blood. Thank God I got a sweet place ahead of me. But right now I'm in enemy territory. And what he's telling you and I is live with confidence. I'm alive and well. I intercede on your behalf. This Bible is a living word. It'll work. It'll empower you. It'll do something for you for everyday living. I'm here to tell you just one more time. He's alive and well. He's able to save souls. If you're here and you're troubled, I've been troubled many times. And when you're a baby in Christ, most of the time it's my own bad decisions. I've been there. You're there right now. What do I do? I'll tell you what I did. I said, Lord, you spoke to me today. And I know I'm guilty on some things. Listen, an x-ray will tell you things that you don't know. That's the power of the word. If you're here and God shined down on you through his book, he just kind of put a line on you and says, you and I both know what's going on and let's deal with this thing. 
You know why he wants to deal with it? Because he wants you to have quality of days. Devil's out to kill, steal, and destroy. He's after your home. He's after your marriage. He's after your children. He's after your money. By the way, we own nothing. We come in naked. We wear a diaper for about six months. If you live long enough, you'll go out in a diaper. Am I helping anybody? I'm not trying to push you out, but the bottom line is we're heading out. What he's after is a better life. Better principles. You reap what you... I'm glad I'd rather reap of the Spirit, but I can't reap in the spiritual things unless I sow spiritual. If you reap to your flesh... You know what happened to Israel? They got the whirlwind. You know why? Because they said, God, we hear you, but we ain't interested. God said, oh boy, it's bad. Because you reap what you... If you know any Bible, the Assyrian army, God said, I just got them on hold. I'm just waiting to see if you're going to repent. If you don't repent, I'm going to tell them, come on in. But if you'll repent, I'll hold them. That's how big God is. God told him in Malachi, you know, I can open windows, I can close windows. It all depends upon how you sow. If you're going to sow through the flesh, I'll shut the window. See, we get up and say, bless God, this is what I'm going to do. And God says, you better think about it. Because what you put in the ground in a seed will come back. See, I didn't learn this stuff until, you know, I already had some bad seeds in there. And Keith, they started coming up. And I'm like, oh, goodness, Lord, please don't let that come to fruition. God, please nip it in the bud. God's a merciful God. At any moment, God says, I can rush in. I can stop the enemy. I can put a stop to this thing. But I'm waiting for my people to get serious with me and say, hey, listen, I'm done sinning. I'm done playing games with you. And get serious with God. Listen, America's in trouble. You don't have to watch news to figure that out. You can feel it in your spirit. America is going down. I don't know where you are in this whole deal. I'm just telling you, he's a loving God, but he's a holy God. You keep sowing in the field of your flesh, you're going to reap it. Just put it down. It's just the way it is. But you know how you can change it? God's so loving. He says, if you'll come with the right heart, Be honest with me. Here's what he says. If you take a step towards me in forgiveness and getting your heart right, and I'm just using you. You shouldn't sit up front. Sorry. I'll use you. If you'll have a heart of repentance and step towards me, you know what God says? Draw an eye to me and I'll... I mean, don't we do our kids that way? You don't spake them and throw them out and hope they die. You spank him and you just kind of wait for that tear to dry up and say, are we okay? Do I, do I need to hold you? Well, Daddy, you just whipped me. Why did you whip me for? I love you. It didn't feel like love to me. We all said it. But why do you whip your kids? Yeah, you don't want a brat. You want somebody that says, hey, quit, stop. We didn't have time out. What in the world's time out? Dad, he never gave us 10 seconds, right? He had us whipped and wiped our tears and in bed by five. (laughs) Are you serious? A look should do it if they respect you in any way. Don't make me come over. Have you ever heard that? 
Do not make me come over there. Why? We love our children. We live, be honest, do we live through our children? Hello? You go watch them hit the ball and you're right up there with them. When they fail, you're like, Dad, going in where your heart hurts. Listen, God's made it that way. We love those little runs so much, we'd die for them. Am I right or wrong? You don't think God loves you? He sent his son. He didn't find you somewhere. He created you. He was there in the garden when man in disobedience failed. He knows what happened. He went to extreme to restore you. If you miss it, you're missing life because without him there is no life. Are you saved? Well, I don't know if I am or not. Get it settled. Just get it settled. I don't have any money. Did you hear me? It's paid for. He don't want your money. Amen. I don't know if I can quit sinning. No, you won't. But once he comes in, he'll clean you up a little right. bit. Amen. It takes time. Right. I can't do it. No, you can't, but you can through him. You're missing something. He's got to move in. Amen. Right. If he moves in, life changes. Heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. The pastor's going to come and take care of the invitation. Thank you for your attention. If you're not saved, get saved this morning. If things ain't right, get it right, please.